0: So hello all and I welcome my lovely audience here at my second episode of this season podcast on Sri Lanka economic crisis. In our first episode we talked about the prevalent issues that are happening in Sri Lanka right now. Hope you watched that episode and liked it. Now in this episode we will be going down the memory lane and talking about the economy of Sri Lanka from 1975 to 2005 Phase and from 1948 to 1975 phase, and finding out that this issue is prevalent suddenly, or is a chain of events happened before. So let's start with no further ado. So let's start. This is an era with an emphasis on liberalisation and rapid move towards market economy and reforms that are aimed at facilitating the country to reap the maximum benefits of globalization. The first elections under the new constitution of the Republic of Sri Lanka that was introduced in 1972 were held in 1977, and the United National Party came into power with 5-6 majority in Parliament. Honorable J.R. Jaiwodhane became the Prime Minister, pledging to establish a market economy. But no, the amendment to the 1972 constitution was passed on 4th October 1977. To introduce the executive presidency. Accordingly, the Honorable J.R. Joy Wardenye was sworn in as the first executive president of Sri Lanka on 4 February 1978. And Honorable R. Prem Dasa was sworn in as the prime minister. A new constitution providing for a unicameral parliament and an executive president was passed on 31 August 1978, replacing the previous Westminster style parliamentary system. The new constitution came into operation on 7 September 1978 renaming the country the Democratic Socialist Republic of Sri Lanka. The policy since the early 1960 that restricted foreign banks from opening branches in Sri Lanka was changed in 1977 and 10 new foreign banks opened branches in 1979 and 1980 alone only. Generous tax incentives were announced to encourage foreign direct investments. The Greater Colombo Economic Commission was established by statute in 1978 with powers necessary for the development and resurgence of the economy. Further imports and payments were liberalized and price controls and other administrative controls were removed with a view to enabling the market mechanism to operate. The concept of privatization of state assets was introduced. With economic liberalization, recognized it as the alternative strategy to boost private sector activities in the economy. The first presidential election of Sri Lanka was held on 20 October 1982. The incumbent president J. R. Joy Vodhaneva of the governing United National Party was re-elected as the president and Honorable R. Premadasa continued as the Prime Minister. A national referendum was conducted on 22nd December 1982 and the mandate of the people was obtained to proceed to extend the life of parliament by a further six years. It was the first and only national referendum to be held in Sri Lanka to date. The Black July incident, as we all know, began on 23rd July 1983, causing deaths and heavy destruction to property. This is noted as the beginning of an intermittent insurgency against the Sri Lankan government by the Liberation Tigers of Tamil Elam. LTTE. After a promising start both in the immediate aftermath of 1977 liberalisation and then again after the second wave of liberalisation in 1991 and 1992, the economic performance in Sri Lanka has fallen well below expectation though the economy has now become the most open in South Asia. Now we will be talking about the phase between the 1948 to 1975. So let's start. The economy of Sri Lanka at independence in 1948 was much more prosperous compared to most of its Asian neighbors. The colonial inheritance included a high human development standard, well developed infrastructure, well functioned judiciary, and a democratic political system of the Westminster type. Due to the prosperous primary export crops developed during the colonial time, three Sri Lanka's national income per head is up till now one of the highest in Asia. Along with high income, the country's achievements in terms of consumption, health and education was excellent. Sri Lanka's achievements in human development were exceptional among developing countries and were comparable with those of developed countries. The main development problem at that time was not that of raising life standards of people but of maintaining it against a rapidly growing population. Sir John Hicks, who visited Colombo as an economic advisor to the Sri Lankan government in the late 1950s, wrote, If it were not for the population pressure, the urge for development in Sri Lanka might not be so great, for there it's not a moment of crushing problem of poverty and malnutrition such as there is in neighbouring countries. In the post-independence development process of Sri Lanka, the divergent social groups and isolated regions, which were un- unified politically and economically, were brought up within a state of welfare democracy. This process has been characterized by an increasing social demand for resources and opportunities required for upward social mobility of individual so- social groups and regions. In contrast, the economy has failed in generating adequately the resources and opportunities demanded by the society. The inadequate expansion of economic capacity to meet the increasing social demand created important contradictions in the historical development process of Sri Lanka. The gradual exclusion of individuals, social groups, as well as the regions from the mainstream development process was an inevitable outcome of these contradictions in development. The long-term slow growth of the Sri Lankan economy has been attributed largely to the frequent policy and political swings during the post-independence development history of the country. As the changes in policy regimes were closely linked to the changes in political arena, the regular general elections often resulted in a shift in power between the two major political parties that is the United National Party and the Sri Lankan Freedom Party (SLFP). So hope you liked my episode. So that's all I have in this episode and the season of the Sri Lanka economic crisis and hope you liked this episode. So that is for my side. I-